You look just like I did at your age. Please don't say that, Dad. I'm 16 years old. I'm not a child. Don't you take that tone of voice with me, young lady. Love you, Dad. I love you too, son. You're listening to Honey, We Made a Disney Podcast. Two friends since first grade, now dads reliving the Disney movies we grew up on with our own kids. I'm Eddie Ferguson. And I'm J.B. Wagner. And on today's episode, we cover up the smell of our children as we review Hocus Pocus. But first, Eddie, that one definitely felt like you were talking to your son or daughter more than your wife <laughs> when, you, when you said that, honey, we made a Disney podcast. But at the same time, Eddie, how, how's the family? Uh, we are doing good. We're still in that blissful season of enjoying the new stuff from Christmas, right? You're yep. still kind of mm-hmm. getting used to it. Um, I got a set of AirPods. That was kind of my big thing that I had asked for. That was all I got was AirPods. Um, and which is big because my mom doesn't like doing one big gift and that's the only thing you get she likes doing lots of little things um so i convinced her where i was just like listen i am gonna it you know i'm i'm changing jobs and i'm gonna have a lot of phone calls and facetime calls and whatsapp calls and stuff and i was like this would just be so good this would just be really helpful i convinced her to do this right so i've been playing with those Lewis has been playing with all of his toys, um, and it made me think back to uh, a fun. So my mom gets really into gift giving. Like this is little, big, just 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 a little bit, like none other. She will begin wrapping gifts June, maybe July. I believe it. You walk into her house, and there are hit there are gifts kind of you know begun to be. St- tucked away (laughs) um and she loves putting together a good stocking now some of you will literally just take your stocking and put some fun little toys and you know trinkets in the stocking no my mom has to get everybody a giant brown bag your name is written on it and a stocking is only the smaller, smaller gifts. Like it's no bigger than the size of your hand, but this is just packed full with all these different gifts. And she wraps them all. They're all in one corner with everybody's bags and name on it and everything's wrapped, but they're just put in the bag. So there's no tags on it, right? The bigger gifts, they're wrapped. They get tags on and everything like this. Well, what she wasn't prepared for is that a two-year-old visits her house frequently. And for months, said two-year-old, who may or may not be akin to me, um, (laughs) would go into this corner, and it was just like, just mixing all of the presents. And so as we're going through stockings, and they're, they're not marked, right? They're all wrapped the same, just kind of in random bags. Somebody would open something, and you're like, Mom, who is this supposed to be for? Who is this supposed to be for? And we had this wonderful time of just that's hilarious. No, that was supposed to go to you. No, that's here. Oh, but I kind of wanted that. Oh, but no, you can't because that was given to this other person. It was. It was basically to start over. Like, I'll bring all the gifts back together and re 
Okay, mom, who's this? Who's this one for? Okay. And and mom just so many times was like, oh, Lewis. <laughs> oh, and Lewis. He, he was oblivious. He was oblivious. He was having the time of his life. No idea. That's. That's so amazing. we've been playing a lot. He got um, some trains that he's really into trains right now. So we're, you know, daddy, we, daddy, we play trains. Daddy, we play trains. So we're, we're doing a lot of train stuff. Lots of train stuff. Let me just give you a um, piece of advice. Train tables are amazing when they're at other people's houses. <laughs> they take up a lot of space at yes. your own house. So just be warned. You will you will be tempted to go down that way. You may even choose to go that way, and that's fine for you. Just beware that the road comes with taking up a lot of space in whatever house you are in. So we um, we got him, or my aunt got him, I should say, a collapsible one Ooh. that is um, it, it's about the size of a briefcase. So it's like a briefcase that opens. Okay. And that whole forms kind of a flat surface and your trains can all go on that and everything. So that way that smart. we've got a lot of traveling we are doing this year as a family. So we're like, get the travel version of everything, everybody. Let's yep. just make this. You know what is fantastic if you have a kid into trains? There are entire YouTube channels. Shout out to CoasterFan2105. <laughs> These are an hour long videos of just trains going by. Ooh, real trains or, no, or, or real trains. Um, one of our favorites is this guy recorded every train in California, right? California, beautiful state, just jaw dropping scenery everywhere. Yep. And then trains, all these different types of. And they just, that's it. There's no music. It's just stationary camera. Train goes by. Cut. Different scene. Train goes by. Cut. Different scene. Train goes by. For an hour. And Lewis will stand there just. <laughs> trains? 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 And he'll, trains? And he'll go, Daddy, that, that train faster. That train faster. Daddy, Daddy. That that train's slower. Like he's very concerned about the speed of the trains. That's funny. So there you go. If you uh, need a a train thing that doesn't take up too much space, shout out to Coaster Fan twenty one oh five. We watch that his is channel a very all the specific, time. Uh, name. Well, I I remember it because I kept like searching for it again because he doesn't add anything else to the videos. There's not ads in the middle, you know. Um, oh, so it's, are, it's the better way to watch videos than all of You know how there's ads. some YouTube creators where it's like they there's just an ad every 10 minutes and you don't know what's going to pop up. Um, so, yeah, that's what I appreciate we do. that. I appreciate that. There you go. Eddie, do we have some uh, Disney news that we wanted to, to talk about? Not soul, not soul this time. We can not so emotionally move on from that. We've re we have rekindled our friendship since then since the last episode my heart still hurts but yes okay or shall i say my soul is grieved <laughs> i'm still looking for my soul, still looking for my soul. 
Um, so as you are listening to this, um, the I'm trying to remember when the 15th. Yeah. So as you're listening to this, uh, we are two days away from the WandaVision series coming Ooh. out on Disney Plus. Ah. If you haven't watched the trailers, you should. Um, but JB, what are your what's your take here? Are you excited? Are you a little skeptical? They're have you? I'm assuming you've seen the the trailer for it. Yes, I've seen the trailers for it. It is not one of the top most things that I would have said going into this year. Man, you know what I really want to see is a period right. piece retell or uh, version of just Wanda and Vision story in this post Infinity War post End Game universe that we're in. I wouldn't uh-huh. have said that that was like the top thing that I wanted to see. I would have said the Loki, Loki series a lot higher on my radar. But honestly, with how the dirge of really good superhero, big cinematic content that we've just, we've, we haven't had, in, we didn't have in 2020 because of the pandemic, because of the we pandemic. Had so little of it. We the the only things that we really had that was worth. Now I know that WandaVision isn't going to be going to theaters, but theater worthy stuff. We only had Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four and Tenet for an yeah. entire for for most of a year. Would you call Tenet superhero, or are you just saying worthy? Just to just go to worthy the okay. to be like I I need to go see this in a theater. I need something of that caliber. Now I know that WandaVision isn't in that. But I would say that it's in the that I that the production is looks like it's going to be inside of that inside of any one of these other um, sure Marvel pieces. So for that, I'm excited to have characters that I know in a in a big world. Um, I know it's in a period piece, kind of. It's an odd odd Peri- set where there are periods. periods. You know, they go through multiple periods of time. So, but it's going to be a spectacle. It's going to be Marvel. And for that, I'm excited to see WandaVision. Yeah, I would agree with you. If I were to rank the, the, the first three Marvel TV shows that are coming out, I'm most looking forward to Loki. Second would be Falcon and Winter Soldier. And third would be WandaVision. So I'm kind of glad they're being released three to one. You know, I think if we got Loki first, it'd be really hard to bounce back to WandaVision. Um, the whole Wanda and Vision love story, even in the movies, was just kind of weird and odd to me. I liked it. Just, I liked it. Two lost souls finding each other. Sure. I I just, it felt... <laughs> yeah, I just, I yeah, I wasn't a big fan of it. It felt forced at the end there of Infinity War. So, are we going to try and lean in on all things we disagree with? No, um, no. Um, but I, I think what made me excited is when I heard that a lot of this this TV show was filmed in front of a live studio audience. That they purposely hmm. filmed it in kind of the old sitcom style. Okay. So that kind of 
I think one of the things that I've appreciated the most about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and I've heard Kevin Feige talk about this a lot, is how they 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 intentionally tackle different genres with each character. Um, And that, like, that's cool. That's really fun to see how they try and not just tell this particular character's story, but also tell it through a genre of of cinema. Um, And so this, that kind of, trope heavy classic sitcom i think it works for kind of the awkward wanda vision relationship thing yep. i'm really looking forward to it uh and i think it'll just kind of build momentum we get wanda vision for most of january and february then mid march is when we get uh uh falcon and winter soldier and then you know we go into loki at the mid may i think it is so we also I get think- uh black widow yeah, we get the movie Black Widow, which will be. I'm looking forward to that. For it. We've been waiting for it. Yeah, I didn't know that that was set. Um, it's like set in between um, Civil War and Infinity War. I thought it was much earlier, but it's actually kind of um, the timeline is in the middle of all those. Gotcha. gotcha. It's it's supposed to be what gives her the peace to do what she does in in game. Gotcha. So yes, so I think we're all excited for a more Marvel content coming to Disney Plus here in the next Growing couple of days. In the next couple of days, uh, but now it is time for us to fly away. I don't even know what on, you, our you, <laughs> on our broomsticks uh, to revisit a a Halloween classic. Focus, focus. Cue the Disney sound effect. Okay, I'm going to try and make my wife proud here on my IMDb description <laughs> of this because this is one of her favorite films. I think it's probably her favorite Halloween film. Curious youngster moves to Salem where he struggles to fit in before awakening a trio of diabolical witches that were executed in the 17th century. Kind of got very literal at the end of that. Get very like... <laughs> Very much like we're reading a like a a Wikipedia article on uh, the Salem witch trials or something like that. Someone executed, anyways. Uh, Eddie, this is you know my wife pretty well. This she loves Halloween. My wife, this is probably one of her favorite favorite holidays loves decorating for it mm-hmm. maybe more than any of the other ones although she would say that easter is her her favorite but we we go all out and that and around the house not too not too not too scary but just like all the the colors and mm-hmm. a little bit of day of the dead stuff in there as well which i know you love as well um well and haunted the, mansion is her haunted favorite mansion. disney ride favorite disney ride is haunted mansion so this this Disney film is when I when we when we when we first started dating, she let me know this was one of the staples of her life, which is watching Hocus Pocus, and we watch it every year mm-hmm. in around Halloween. Yeah, the, we grew up watching this. This was um, kind of a go to Halloween movie in our household. I know my sister and I loved it a ton. Um, I got to admit, though, I forgot that this and I in my research going back, 
they actually didn't release this movie at Halloween. When did they release this? July 16th, 1993. Because they thought they wanted to take advantage of children being off from school for the summer. Guess what other famous non-Disney 1993 kid movie this was released the same day of? What? Free Willy. Oh, that brings up some great memories. Some sleepovers. Mm-hmm. Some sleepovers watching Free Willy. Oh, F- Free Willy was, was a favorite of mine. But that's not what we're, we're here to talk about. It's Hocus Pocus. And I think it's odd, right, to release it in the middle of July. But really what helped grow this movie is because it is now like cult classic level movie is that it get it it's played every year um, since like 95, 97 on ABC or ABC Disney Family, Channel. Disney Channel almost on repeat during kind of the holly, hol, uh, Halloween should, season. As it should be. Yeah, and, and you think, um, you know, VHSs in the mid-90s were still pretty expensive. Not everybody ran out and got, you know, um, VHS. Uh, I explained this to somebody the other day. I pulled out, I only own three VHS still. Um, do you want to, you don't own any VHS? Oh, JB. I moved on. <clears throat> For another Happily. another time. Happily. No, I, the fact that I never have to rewind another movie again. Is oh, yeah. Enough. So kids, there used to be these things called VHS. They were amazing because you could literally chuck them against the wall and they would still work. DVDs were awful. DVDs were the worst thing ever because if you barely got a hair on it, you couldn't watch the movie. It was so frustrating. And now we don't have any. any And now we don't have to worry about it all. Now all we have to worry about is if our internet goes out or buffering speeds or anything (laughs) like that. So when they would re-release this or have those viewings on ABC or whatever, it was like a big deal because you know you it would it would be hard to to get a copy of it. You know that that wasn't as common, especially this was back in the days when Disney would really control the release of of movies through what they called the the Disney Vault. So I mean. It is just kind of over time built and built and built and become huge. Um, so much so at Disney World at Halloween, there is a Hocus Pocus live stage show in front of the castle with the Sanderson sisters. What? You didn't know this. Yes. I, I hope my wife knows, but I'm about to text her and, and tell her about this. So not this year, of course, because stupid COVID canceled everything that's good in this world. Uh, <laughs> and uh, but usually there's this thing at Disney World called the Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. And they like it's so popular. They do a, a stage show. Um, and I can't remember exactly what it's called, but it's like the Sanderson sisters kind of do this variety show with a lot of the Disney villains. It's a lot of fun. Um, It is so popular. This event is like a four hour hard ticketed event. They will do that show like three times in that four hour period because so many people want to get up close and watch it. That's insane. It's huge. Yeah. So, I mean, the Sanderson sisters 
hocus pocus it is like it it is like deep cut disney people love this movie and and myself included like like you guys every year at halloween we go back we have just a night we make a night of it right you get snacks you sit down and it becomes this big thing where you watch hocus pocus you you know you sing along to don't put a spell on you like all of that goodness i put a spell on you sorry Recently, I had to run back and uh, remind myself to look up which came first for Sarah Jessica Parker, this <laughs> role or Sex in the City? Because I was like, there's no way she would have done this before, after. after, after getting that part, that icon, the iconic role in that, in that, on that show. Because it's just so funny seeing her in this world as this flit flippy like totally aloof yeah person it's about, it's about <laughs> which, five years before which and then she goes full 180 has a pr makeover for totally changes her personal brand for uh for sex in the city i just but, find that really but funny. the star of this is bet midler who yep. was she was huge prior yeah. to this like had had a very successful film and stage career um, like to 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 get her to kind of um to be the anchor of this that you know that was a really big deal. Um, you know who directed this? Oh yes, the Our man, favorite. the myth, the legend, Kenny Ortega. <laughs> high School Musical. Who did High School Musical? Did Newsies? Newsies. Yep. Oh, so would you good, classify good. this as a musical? Not really. This isn't really a musical, even though there is musical elements. Right. Like, there's kind of two there's two kind of key songs, I think, that that come out of it. Which is um, why Bette Midler probably was cast for this, was her Right. And she like, and she I did put a spell on you is big. It's a big moment. And then she also throughout the ever so often will just like say something, but in a sing songy mm-hmm. way. Yeah. Um, very, it's very theatrical, you know, it's very over the top, which is sells yes, it. The I whole, think the was, whole film is very campy, very yes, over the that's top. Exactly what was, is it full campy or does it kind of just, um, it's mainline campy. dance with the line? It's, it's, it's it does such line. a good it's, job. You can't say it's full campy because it doesn't go, it doesn't, it still stays straight down the middle. Some of yeah. the, the, the the bad special effects that are in it, the, uh, yes. the jokes, the um, talking cat, which this is, this is the turning point, Eddie, for Disney to go from we in the, when we talked about Homeward Bound, which Good I thought that was call. the last yeah. film they probably will ever do where the animals themselves don't talk. Now yeah. we get the puppet talking cat ish thingy that was probably the uh the forebearer for sabrina the teenage witch's cat yes <laughs> for that show the, but <laughs> there are so many times where it is binks it's it's just a bad puppet it's just <laughs> it's bad <laughs> maybe not gorilla suit bad no we we haven't reached that's that's definitely the 10 on the one that, to 10 scale yes yes but it is one still, being live just, animals 
<laughs> and 10 being the gorilla. This is maybe a five or a six. It's it's bad, but it but it's little it's passable. <laughs> One being a live animal. <laughs> oh yes. This um but it's just fun. I think that's what one of the things I love about this movie so much is that it doesn't take itself too seriously, um, mm-hmm. which allows you to just enjoy it a little bit more. Like that's why it can kind of have this watch party kind of fun feel to it. You know, it's not trying to, it's not trying to say anything. It's not trying to do anything. It's just trying to be fun. Yes. Eddie, uh, speaking um, of, speaking of actors, in this film, I have a confession to make. Okay. Until I did research for this film, and I'm talking, I'm talking like before we started recording. The character of Allison, the love interest for um, Max, the California kid. Mm-hmm. I thought that was Hillary Swank, <gasps> and it's not. It's someone named Vanessa Shaw, and I'm wrong. <laughs> I'm so wrong. I it was one of those things. Like, is that Hillary Swank? It kind of looks like Hillary Swank, but she's just not acting very well in this. No, it's not Hillary Swank. <laughs> but it's her doppelganger, and I just wanted to confess that to you right now. Um, you um, I'm trying to remember what a priest says at the end of confession. Go, go in peace, my child. Be I don't with know. God. Go with, God. With go, God. go with God, God crispy. As, uh, <laughs> Do you know who almost played Max? Who almost played Max? Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Whoa, I didn't think. But could the, what would have happened? That's another. What would have happened to this film? But he turned it down so that he could go be in What's Eating Gilbert Grape, good, which good was. Good job. His his breakout film. I yeah. think he got an Oscar nom. Which then for probably it. is the reason he got Titanic. Sure, sure. So isn't that crazy that that you almost had uh, Leo? That was that was, that was good for him. It was it was almost nice that it gave Bette Midler more room to do her yeah. thing with the fact that it was all it was all her. It was mostly her. Um, Kathleen Najimy. I've seen her in a lot of other and other mm-hmm. other things, and Sarah Jessica Parker. But the fact that there, that was basically it just gave them, gave her room to just do her thing versus being upstaged oh, yeah. by a um, good actor. <laughs> <laughs> not, not her, but like Leo coming into this cast that would have overshadowed everybody. Yeah. Everybody else in this cast. Um, what were some favorite moments for you, Eddie? Thinking back to your childhood growing up with this film, what are the what are the moments that you remember most? Um, I always like the uh the dance scene, I put a spell on you, yep. like I just like dance until when, you die. Right, right. The the three sisters together, like when I flash back to kind of remember They're this. Moving together all, and sitting. Yeah, and sing- you just have that the mental picture of the three of them together. Um, with you know, of course, Bette Midler there in the center. I also always think back to um, the opening sequence where it kind of goes back in time and gives you that. Um, and then, of course, kind of that concluding scene at, in the cemetery where I don't I don't want to spoil this for anybody, but. You know. The spoiler. <laughs> 
the kids win, right? I think that you re- you remember those things as as kids, like a movie where your the kids are the main protagonist and they beat, they vest the evil witches. There's just something fun like you that. You meddling that kids. <laughs> oh my. No, it's just such a fun 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 movie. So the spell book, I found this interesting looking back. It has a lot of precursors to the spell book, to the, uh, getting a lot of vibes from Harry Potter's, the, the book that comes to, uh, attack Harry in his room that, that Hagrid, uh, um, gives them to the, the, the animal magical book, creatures, the magical yeah. creatures book that kind of like attacks him. A lot of vibes from that as I'm as I'm reading as I'm as I was watching this film about the eyeball that's right there. Mm-hmm. It was so infuriating. Ever I know that it's part of the film. It's the only reason that the movie is the movie it is is when they go to light that stupid candle. Just like stop. Just don't light the candle. Come on, guys. Just seriously stop. And he does it every time. It's and and because uh, not just because he lights a candle, but because he's a virgin who lights the candle. The virgin, which the was I don't know what that is. Necessary. Totally lost, totally lost on me as a kid. Don't <laughs> you weren't you weren't putting two and two together there? <laughs> no, um, no, not at all. For <laughs> him, uh, he's kind of an unlikable, cocky California kid, and. I know that I didn't grow up there, I but I lived there for a long time. Felt a little put laid down by by my people in California by having to be represented by this kid. Do you think it was an unfair representation? Probably not. It's probably a good representation of the. <laughs> I the love when anytime it's the bad boy coming from out of town. Nine nine times out of ten, he's from California. He's nine times from out of 10. most likely from California. But it, California. Did, it did make me a little sad. Got the leather jacket, a little bit of a greaser. And, and Los Angeles. Yeah. So then, then he gets picked <laughs> on. Then you feel bad for him because he loses his shoes. That was. Yeah. And then his this then his sister has to stand up for him when they're when they're out trick or treating and yes. Um, does your wife have a, a a favorite scene or moment where she's like, "Shut up, listen"? I don't know about shut up and listen. Asking her um, right now. <laughs> So we'll see if she answered before we end this podcast. Um, and we can go back and you can edit it. We can add we can add this back in if we would like to. Um no, I mean the 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 music things are funny, that the the special effects are all bad. It's just oh, all yeah. bad, but that almost makes it more endearing. Yes. For it. Uh we got the we got the the guy coming out of the ground that ends up helping like some of those like the Frankenstein esque thing. Yeah. It is. It is sad that, um, the cat. We just he is it. I forget his. It's it's a Thackeray. Is that his real his real name or the Thackeray Thackeray Binks Thackeray but Binks? They, but they call him Binks. It is a sad He's, ending. It is a it is a sad moment when he does when he. He never gets to like truly save, yeah, his sister who's always gone, and um, and then himself. 
It is, it is kind of sad that he just moves on with his life. Yeah, I, I, we're kind of maybe teasing uh, uh, the future here, but I wonder the sequel will cover any of that. So, yes, Eddie, we've been saying this a lot. This seems to be a recurring theme. Most of these old films that we are going back and doing, they are bringing back. We got yes, um, we got Shrunk is yep. coming back. Mighty Ducks. Mighty Ducks. Now this And now one. this. Yeah, so this is coming to Disney+. Plus. This is going to be original movie for Disney+. Plus, and it's going to be directed by Adam Shankman, who was a kind of a choreographer, protege of Kenny Ortega, um, who did things like A Walk to Remember. That was his, I think, directorial debut. Whoa. Um, he also did the 2007 movie uh, Hairspray of the Broadway musical. I love Hairspray. Don't don't judge me. Um, okay. okay. So yeah, no, I'm. I think that'll be. It. I wonder if they're going to. Ben Miller's coming back, right? Yes, the and Sarah Jessica Parker. Ooh, I think the and and Kathy now. Jimmy, now, I'm interested to see if she goes full. Yeah, all three full version, full um, uh, original version of herself, where she tries to play it more like the star that she is now, or. Like how she's going to really handle it. Really, really the handle money, that. the money. They're just throwing the money at her. And of course she's going to do it. So I, we have, we have an alert. We have a, we have an update from uh, my wife. <laughs> uh, What's her she favorite? Said, I said, favorite scene. I said, I said, favorite scene. And she sent me two of them. Uh, she sent me the graveyard, the graveyard scene when they meet Billy uh-huh. Um, comes out of the ground, and then when the sister flirts with the bus driver, yes, yes. those are her <laughs> favorites. I do, I do love when they uh, first touch, go to the road for the first time, and they don't know if they can like touch the black road or whatever. When I, so I th- yes, th- I think that is what for me like makes the sisters is their whole acclimation to the process you know, of acclimation. Yeah. Yeah. Like figuring out this new world. Like it's so like you got three amazing actresses. These are three top of their game comedic actresses and they just sell that bit so well over and over. And I think falling in love with the bus driver is, is kind of uh, quintessential of that. The flying vacuum cleaners. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> also, another really good one. Now, now I'm just I'm, I'm on here. Now I'm just like down a rabbit just hole, go rabbit hole of of uh, pop figures and lots of people dressing up as the characters, which I think is a big thing because you can just do that bright red hair and the shawls. And it and and carry a broom and you got it. It's like, it's great. I think it's why it's it's become such a cult classic of just people being able to like identify. I identify right away. Oh, you are one of the the Sanderson sisters. Yeah, you get a little bit of the neon look to the colors of the costume. Crazy, wacky, zany hair. Um, yeah, that it's just. Special. It's so it, it it warms the heart. Yeah. Did you 
Did you know that this was actually the second highest grossing film for October 2020? Wait, what? So have you... So um, this was actually re-released in theaters. Oh. 2,500 theaters to be uh, exact here. Uh, this past October, because and of COVID, the, and it was theaters the in a, box office. Yeah, it was only fi- it was only second behind Tenet. So funny. It made uh, like a couple million dollars. Wow, isn't that funny that they re? And a lot of this, and a lot of that is just based off weekends, because I know at least our theater mm-hmm. here is closed Monday through Wednesday, Monday through Thursday, and then yeah. It's only open Friday, Saturday, and Sundays. Now I know that's not all theaters, but that's us where we're yeah. at, and so that's that's actually a lot of money. But it didn't come anywhere near us because I kept checking because I knew a lot oh. of the theaters were re-releasing old movies, and we were trying to get out to a few of them. Um, if this would have been in a big screen, like in a theater around us, we would have gone. We would have made a big deal about all of this. Yeah. So Eddie. 2020 new change 2020 so in 2021 bringing this back to theaters any any big changes that you foresee and making to this other than maybe jessica parker chair jessica parker tries to play it a little straighter because she is a well-known actress i don't know i think she will play it very similarly I feel like but, Bette Miller can just do what she does best and, and basically reprise the same role and do it with the same vigor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, it'll be interesting to see what they do with the sequel because I think that kind of tells it. I think they would try and make the movie have more of a message or more of a theme to it, um, which I wonder if that spoils some of the dare I say, magic of the film? I, I don't know. I don't know if they really need to go that route with some of these. I mean, I don't, need I don't versus- think they should, but I think they will. I think they'll try and make it say something and, and not just be a pure, fun, crazy film. Just here's a story. Okay. Well, we will see. We will see. Do you know when this is supposed to come out? Or they just said it's on the docket sometime. It's on the docket. I don't think that they have put a. Um, yeah, it was it was officially announced uh, at the um, the investors day thing back in last month. Okay, but they haven't said when. Okay. Yeah. So what, what, what are you going to rate this movie, Eddie? a hard one i'm floating between uh like a three and a half four i also had it at three and a half because you should not try to turn your brain on too hard for this film no just enjoy it just enjoy the the flight the the ride whatever you want to call it um it's campy it's got tons of weirdness to it but it's lovable at the same time lovable what a great way lovable. to define that. It's lovable. It's a lovable film. Just don't overanalyze the film. <laughs> oh goodness. Any uh if 
if the parents weren't entranced in a dance spell, <laughs> how would this movie have gone differently? I, I don't know. Maybe maybe they don't win in the day because they wouldn't have believed them that there were witches. Right. So maybe this is good that they were entranced so that they could get them out of the way. Mm-hmm. That's going to be my take on it. I think for my dad tip, um, as we like to give these dad tips, um, this just further emphasizes why kids should not play with fire. Um, <laughs> Unsupervised. Don't don't let your kids light candles. They may unintentionally bring some witches back. Witches back from the grave. Yes. <laughs> Eddie, for the question for today, came up with a question. I don't know if we had another pre pre ready one. Uh, mm. So my question is, which Sanderson sister is your favorite? Is it? I, lo- I was in my mind thinking in, that in same mind? question. Look is at it that. Uh, Winifred? the mm. the matriarch of the of the sisters uh is it crazy mary or is it kind of off her rocker sarah so no did i write that right down right is that yeah. sarah 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 uh so mary sorry mary being the one who hits on the bus driver sure. and then sarah also or jessica parker do we know your wife's favorite Maybe. i want to know Oh, we got we got to find this out. If this is, you know, her favorite, which which is your favorite? This is awesome because she's in the other room, and I could just ask her, but she she has forbidden me from putting her on the physically on the podcast. Uh, she hates she hates being on the podcast. And if you yelled, "Honey," you would wake up. All Honey, we made a Disney. I mean, which which <laughs> is your favorite? So you can go I, uh, to. I would honey- have. I would have to. Are you going to answer? Do you have a, a one? Uh, I, I mean, it's hard to go away from Bette Midler, but I do love the 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 small things that uh, Mary did. I just was going to say the, the same small, thing. Small little things. Look at us. We're, our ESPN is back. It's I, back. It was gone for last episode. Uh, it was yes. a cold episode. I I love Mary's little um, sides. Like if you if you watch scenes with the three of them, your the dialogue drives you to uh, Winifred. But um, if you just look over and watch Mary, what the actress does with her character is so funny. With that, like there's just these little like things that she's yeah. randomly doing off the side that just endear me to her. So uh, my wife's favorite is, as she puts it, Winifred. Gotta love Bette Midler. Mm, yeah. So there, no, that's the final word on it. And and no disrespect for for Sarah and playing Sarah, but um, there it just speaks. They're the three of them together as a unit is. Fantastic. They work really so, well together. It's it's the trio of Sanderson sisters. Yes. So hop out to our website. Let us know which sister is your favorite. Which. Yep, yep. And you can do that at com slash listener. And while you're there, go to our movies page mm. uh, to find out when, what all movies we're going to be doing in the future, which ones we've already done. You can listen back to those because this is actually, Eddie, this is number 18. This yeah, we are racking them up. 18 and 19, episode 19, another great classic Disney film. Not a, not a deep cut, a classic 
film Cool Runnings. Mm. It's going to be our next one, so you got to tune in next time. So please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Eddie, I got to go because I got to go dust up my vacuum because I'm going to take it out on the town tonight. <laughs> I got to go brush off my dance moves. Nice. Thanks for listening. <laughs>